Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. back. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios. The best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. Also, if you love what we're talking about today, game spitting as always, or if you want to catch up on past episodes of the show, Check out the podcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. Check us out on the WFNZ app as well. So we've been talking Panther schedule all day long. Lots of intriguing things to dig into. And so the NFL, you hear coaches and players, they all the time talk about we like to break our schedule down into quarters. And by quarters, they mean four games at a time. Now with 17 games, you have one quadrant that's going to be uh, a little bit uh, that's going to have an extra game in it. So, but we're going to look at which one of those is the toughest. And so I'll start the conversation off. And I said this earlier, a little bit of a giveaway, but I think the toughest quadrant is fresh out of the gate. When you talk about the first four games, all of these teams are going to be tough outs for the Panthers. I feel Seattle and Minnesota, both playoff teams. So you get two playoff teams in there and two division rivals, both of which have improved a lot. Now, we'll see if those improvements in theory relate to wins on the schedule. But Atlanta, we talked about yesterday. And when you talk about the rosters, the Panthers were voted having the best roster, but when you look at Atlanta from a skill guy standpoint, Drake London, Desmond Ritter steps in at quarterback. What can he show? You talk about B. John Robinson in the backfield with Tyler Algiers, a running back that a lot of people don't know, ran for 1,000 yards in his own right. Kyle Pitts, a really good offensive line, rated top five in the league coming into this season. Can they improve that defense? Calais Campbell comes over into the fold. New Orleans, we know what Derek Carr brings in that defense. So I think when you talk about starting on the road at Atlanta, that's going to be a tough one. New Orleans, you know the hatred there. Then you go out west to play Seattle and then come back home for Minnesota, another playoff team that will be good as well. I think that is a really tough start to the season, especially if you have a rookie quarterback. Who knows how you're going to come out of that one? I'm going to go with the second quadrant, if we're still going to call it that, despite 17 games. Because week five, week six, the first two games in that section on the road, I think those are among the two toughest games that you have on the NFL schedule in its entirety. Going against Detroit, big-time offense, same thing with Miami the week after. So that defense, let's say that you do pull it off against Detroit. Is there any kind of sense that you might be gassed going into the game against Miami? Plus, both of those games are important considering you have the bye right after that. 
that will help you against Houston. Houston not expected to be good, but this comes with the intrigue of C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and then the Colts right after that. I think the Colts are going to bounce back a little bit this year. I don't know how great they're going to be in that division. I don't think they should be the division favorite, especially with Jacksonville having some kind of stability. Doug Peterson getting Calvin Ridley on top of Trevor Lawrence's growth. But I really think that the Colts are going to be a tough outing as well. I think for me, that second stretch of games, especially with the way that it's front-loaded, Detroit, Miami, both of those games on the road, that's the stretch I'm going to go with considering all the other quadrants, if you will. Yeah, and so now when you talk about the bye week, and a lot of people, Fitty even said it himself, and I don't think that he should have been clowned at all uh, for people or for looking at the bye week That's right, lay off of Fitty. That's right, lay off my dog. You know what I'm saying? No, everybody can if you want. But as far as just (laughs) looking at a team's bye week, because we know each week takes a pound of flesh, so to speak. How many tough games do you play before and after the bye? So ideally, like you said, you want it to come near midseason. The Panthers' bye week comes in week seven. So just looking at that, does it come at an opportune time you feel on the schedule? We know you feel that kind of midseason, more yeah. midseason, like week nine is a good week for a bye. But uh, do you feel like that the Panthers have an advantageous bye week? Yeah, I mean, sometimes when you when you talk about bye week, I guess the, the negative that comes with it is if you have a lot of momentum and you don't want to break up the routine that is leading to a few wins that you might have. Let's say you're on a three-game winning streak or so, and then you head into a bye. Of course, the good football teams are going to be able to battle against that. But Carolina's looking to take that step up. So that's going to be a real test, right? I I think the bye, considering the way the schedule sets up, Detroit, Miami, I think the bye does come at the right time. Now, I think it would even come more at the right time if you put, I don't know, a Dallas Cowboys team right after the bye. Houston is one where I would feel okay only having one week's worth of preparation compared to two weeks worth of preparation against a team like a Dallas or one of the tougher foes on the schedule. But because you'll get a break after Detroit, after Miami, Bryce Young can take a look at six games. Okay, this is what I did right. Let's try to project that, see what we can do going forward. I don't mind at all week seven being that break in the action for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good bye week as well. Um, because when you look at it, as you said, after those tough road games and after that tough start, when I talked about the quadrant that I thought was the toughest, you said you thought the second one was, and then two straight road trips. I think it's going to come at a good time. And then after that, you have a couple of matchups that should be manageable. So I think it's a a, a nice time. But let's go to the bye expert here. Uh, Fiddy, what do you think about the Panthers' bye week? I really like where it falls on the schedule because of what you got. You know, in terms of what comes after it, you got a chance to build uh, some momentum. Where you got Houston, Indianapolis at home. Maybe the biggest concern is your opponent the week before the bye, because you're in you're in Miami. So how many guys will already have vacation or somewhat on their mind while they're down there in South Beach? But I, I prefer it here as opposed to week thirteen, week. 14 because the last couple of years outside this past year they weren't playing meaningful football down the stretch so it didn't really benefit them to have a late bye unless you wanted to fire your offensive coordinator like they did joe brady when they came back from their bye week. well let me tell you the history of the bye weeks so here they have it in week seven in 2022 just last season it was week 13 in 2021 it was week 13 and in 2020 any guesses on when the bye week was 
Any guesses real quickly? Friday the 13th. Uh, week 10. It was week 13. Wes, you were wrong. What were you doing? Week 13 <laughs> again in 2020. And then you go to buy week number seven in 2019. So we have had it before. We had it in 2019. And that's when Carolina got off to a 6-2 and two start after the buys when it all went haywire for them. They lose to San Fran. Sorry, I brought that up. And then you <laughs> had the win against Tennessee before you lost every single game after that. All the other seasons we just talked about, really late into the season. So you're going to have something different than some of these Panthers uh, players have experienced, certainly in recent memory. All right, so we talked about the best quarterback matchup on the schedule uh, in an earlier segment, but I'm going to switch it up just a little bit here, and I will also kick it off because I talked about how another uh, indicator of a tough schedule is how many really good to great quarterbacks do you have to play on schedule. So I'm going to go top three quarterbacks that they will have to face uh, on the schedule. And in my estimation, I'm going to start with Derek Carr uh, in New Orleans. Now, I know how you feel about him, Walker, but he has a chance to really affect your season. <laughs> when you talk about this being potentially the team that you could be battling with for a division championship. And if he comes out to play uh, on the times that you see him, he could make things very difficult. So I think he will be a, a very scary matchup for the Panthers because if he plays really good, then New Orleans and the Panthers could really compete or they could dash your hopes of a playoff uh, berth. But if he does not come to play, then he could make things a lot easier. Second, of course, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence, uh, easily, in my opinion, the most talented. You have, you have Derek Carr ahead of Trevor Lawrence? I have Derek Carr because of what he can do to you, not as far as the most physically gifted. He could damage your season the most because you have to see him two times, and this is the okay. team that you will be fighting for the division with, in my opinion. Then, as far as just talent goes and just a guy that for a one-game setting can wreck you, uh, Trevor Lawrence, we talked about what he did over the second half of the season, leading the Jacks to the playoffs and also making a lot of noise there. And then I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins because we know what Kirk Cousins can do in the regular season. We know how he gives it up. He is a big-time gaudy stat guy when it comes to regular season. He'll have Justin Jefferson and Addison, their new draft pick as well, to uh, do his bidding with. So uh, I'm going to go with those three guys for my top three quarterbacks on the schedule. I don't have any problem with you putting Derek Carr in here because – you're not facing a ton of Pro Bowl QBs here. Right. Like, if you want to talk about the schedule, as far as the most important position on the football field, there's not a ton to be afraid of this year. There's really not. You're not talking about big time, oh man, Joe Burrow, <laughs> we got to go against him. Josh Allen, oh, we got to go against Pat Mahomes. All the best QBs are in the AFC. And then if you want to go in the NFC, Jalen Hurts is the best QB in that conference, but I don't see him on the schedule. That's a very beautiful thing for the Carolina Panthers, especially when you're talking about the AFC division that you got to face is the AFC South. Well, Tennessee, I don't know who their quarterback is going to be whenever they play. And that's to Fitty's point, week 12. Anthony Richardson's a rookie. CJ Stroud's a rookie. So you really had a nice break with that conference. Plus, you're talking about another crossover with Miami. I mean, Tua, the offense is scarier, maybe more than the quarterback is, right? Like, I don't, you didn't even have him in your top three. But this is a solid player. We'll see what happens and see how healthy he can be. For me, I've got Dak Prescott in the top three. Okay. I've got Dak Prescott right there at number one. Okay. I think he's the best QB of anybody that we're talking about with all these other guys. Trevor Lawrence there, too. 
Okay. I, I love Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence could pass Dak Prescott this year. I want to see him do. I want to see him be more consistent. Like you know, Trevor Lawrence. I think in the sec in the first half, it still was a little bit slow, but in the second half, really turned it on and was awesome down the stretch. And so if he does that through a whole year, that's when I'll put Lawrence up there. And the third guy, it might be Derek Carr, Wes, because who else are you going to go with? I Kirk Cousins. I think I'd rather have Derek Carr. That's a toss up for me. But I, that's a toss-up between those two guys. But I'll go with Derek Carr instead of Kirk. I'm not going to take Jared Goff. I'm not going to take Tua in that situation. Justin Fields has the potential, but I wouldn't go there yet. That's my three. I think Derek Carr's third. I'll go with uh, – I forget who I had second already. Yeah, was, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence and Lawrence Dak Prescott. Yeah, and then Dak Prescott first. That's how I'd go with. All right, and then really quick, we're up against it. But your top three – non-Panthers games on the NFL schedule. I've got Niners-Eagles in Week 13. I've got Chiefs-Eagles in Week 11. That's going to be a great Super Bowl rematch. And then I've got – I know I said non-Panthers, but I just felt like out of all of the games on the schedule, uh, I like Panthers-Falcons as well. But then to keep it in the spirit of the question – uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bengals Bills in Week Nine because I think that's going to be a huge matchup in the NFC. Uh, let's 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 talk about this more. Let's go to the other break, okay? And, and then sure. we can talk about it, and then uh, to focus on some of the other games out there that might be intriguing. Just in case you're not a Panthers fan, of just in case. <laughs> All right. So when we come back, you heard it right there. We're going to talk about some of the top games on the NF- NFL schedule that do not include the Carolina Panthers. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Queen City, for listening to us. See what I did there? That's I do. My, my hot take. I don't know if this is a hot take for everybody else. People hated Blueprint Three. Get Blueprint out of here with 3 that. Blueprint Three was dope. Awesome. People, people were acting like that was one of the down albums from Jay Z. No way. Yeah, Blueprint Three had a lot of fire on there. And this was one of them. This was probably my favorite song on that album. It was great. I love Death to Autotune. That's ha- that had the hits on it. So Every people day thought, stars born. Yeah, people people thought it was mainstream. Or, I oh, mean, okay. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the Blueprint 3 was great. And I don't know why people hate on it like that. Yeah, I don't know either. But hit us up on the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Charlotte FC, Major League Soccer is now in season. And the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse, coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line, only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. Follow us on social media. We got some nice treats up for you as far as uh, a reel about our four toughest Panthers games on the schedule, non-divisional variety. And uh, also, we uh, take you behind the scenes with us every day, so you can check out the store, see what we got going on today. I actually put me in the barbershop uh, to start the story off. Oh, did you really? Yeah, getting a haircut. How was that experience? Yeah, it was cool. Just putting it on there for, for people to be able to see that. Look good as always. Nice nice that, Friday brother. line, as they have. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, real quickly, Stanford yes. P wrote in, Blueprint 3 was fire. Blueprint 2 is my goat, though. I think that's probably a hot take. Goat Jay Z album. I will say, well, for blueprints, I'm guessing is what he's saying. Oh. I, I'll say, I'll tell you this though: first album I ever bought with my own money, uh, first ever rap album, 
blueprint too. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. first one ever. Yeah, the the gift and the curse. We yeah. had that in there big time, and I, I had that. <laughs> that one, that, was nah, one that one I thought was underrated. Well, that was that's blueprint two. That's what I'm curse. saying. I thought oh, Blueprint okay. 2 was underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was fantastic. Blueprint 3 was great, though. Um, the original Blueprint is... Pl- the, the covers, too. Out. I went to the record store the other day, yeah. and I was like... I just don't need to be spending money on records right now. Yeah. So it was tough. I had to get low end theory. I can't have low end theory on a shirt and not the record if it's there. This is true. So I had to get that. But the uh, reasonable doubt cover, blueprint cover with the cigar, it's just... A, or is that the volume? Which one is the... No... Which one is the one with Jay-Z smoking the cigar on the cover? Uh, that's that, the original Blueprint. Thank you. Original Blueprint. Those covers are amazing. So did want to say that. Big shout out, Jay-Z. And the other thing we teased in was my favorite games, non-Carolina Panthers on the NFL schedule. Yes. Been doing a lot of work during the break, Wes. Here's what I came up with. All right. Okay. Kansas City hosting Philadelphia week 11. Got Super Bowl rematch, right? Yeah. Got to go with the rematch. That's happening Thanksgiving week. Not night, but Thanksgiving week. So you do also have Baltimore at San Francisco week 16. I think that one's going to be a fun game and that's happening uh, Christmas day. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then Cincy versus Buffalo Cincy hosting Buffalo. That's week nine. So right really smack dab in the middle of the season. And that's going to be taking place on Sunday night football. Those are my favorite three matchups that I saw when I was looking at the schedule in its entirety. All right. So, Continuing on, though, back, more schedule talk, more Panthers talk. And so uh, Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, he has made quite the impression on him already. They said that he was just shocked and wowed uh, by Bryce Young. And so he gave an interview with Joe Person of The Athletic, and he talked about how, and I quote, you see all the highlight plays, you hear about how smart he is, the processing ability, but he said when you meet him as a person, you understand how mature he is for his age, how respectful he is, and his knowledge of the game said it really impresses you. And now getting to know him a little bit through the process and his top 30 visit, just really excited now to get on the field with him. And then he told a story about being at the Super Bowl week and then him meeting Bryce Young. Bryce Young actually soliciting his uh you know, greetings to him in the Adidas suite. So he really seems to be a big fan of Bryce Young. And it doesn't hurt that, you know, he's the guy that's going to be getting you the football and helping you have your bounce back season after coming over from the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, will it be easier for him to win the locker room than other quarterbacks? I think so, because you're going to see the intelligence immediately, right? Like this is going to be someone that if he's being celebrated for his processing, and he slides protection in week one, just like the story of Frank Reich when talking about Bryce Young coming in for Mac Jones. And then on just like some 12 yard throw, slid the protection to the point where it actually protected that play for and, and enabled it to happen. If Bryce Young does anything like that in week one and the huddle is seeing him go to work early in his career, 100 percent. I mean, I think if this is somebody that's ready to win right now. Then, yeah, I think Bryce Young probably a little bit more so than C.J. Stroud, probably more so than Levis or even an Anthony Richardson. It's going to be easier for him. Now, ultimately, I don't think all of them are going to have that hard of a time to win over the locker room. I think as long as the vets keep an open mind, then for sure you're going to welcome the signal caller because that's just the way the NFL franchise has decided to go. You got to embrace it. Or I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a lot of vets that the franchise will be picking over the QB they just selected. So you got to get on board. 
You know what the franchise is doing. They're going to do everything they can to put those QBs in the best situation. So you got to buy in. I think it will be easier for the veterans to buy into somebody like Bryce Young, who already knows so much coming into the league from the college game. Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. And I think that also they're going to love his attitude. He's not coming in with the number one pick bravado like I'm the guy. He's going to come in and just wants to ingratiate himself with the locker room. And guys really appreciate that. And I think they're going to be excited not to mention just how talented he is and I think that kind of makes all the difference in the world when you have a guy that's got that type of attitude so humble but then so talented they know that this is a guy that plays the quarterback position from the pocket first so they know hey if I run my route the football is going to be coming my way so I like a lot uh I think that it won't be hard for him to win the locker room over at all just because of the talent that you see there so now when we talk about more of the schedule Falcons betting favorites against the Panthers in week one. Uh, this is a team that when we've talked about them this offseason, you know, the Falcons have kind of been an afterthought. It's been all about New Orleans and the Panthers. So the question is asked, are we missing something on Atlanta? And so when you go check out the Falcons, and we talked about and started breaking down the rushes a bit yesterday, I talked about how, according to lineups.com, this is the fourth best offensive line in football coming into this season. Then you look at the skilled talent. Sports Illustrated ranked them 12th, kind of based a lot off potential, but just some cool stats. They talked about how Drake London over his last five games of the season last year went 95 96 120 uh, in his last three games, to be exact. And then in two of those games, the quarterback rating when targeting him was more than 110. Kyle Pitts looking to have a bounce-back season. And check this out, Tyler Algier, he had the same efficiency rate as Nick Chubb. Now, that's the manner in which he gets upfield without extraneous movement. Had the same efficiency rate as Nick Chubb. Uh, with Chubb, he's obviously one of the gold standards at the position this year, especially for running backs that aren't known as dual threats. And then you look at what they did on defense, adding a Calais Campbell to a Grady Jarrett. And then David on Yamada comes in and he had five sacks and 35 pressures last season. We know what they did in the secondary and Jesse Bates uh, to the crew. We talked about, uh, Oh, what's my boy from uh, J what's my boy from Clemson, the corner, AJ Terrell, AJ Terrell. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, this looks to be an improved football team. So do you feel like uh, that we're missing something on Atlanta as to why they would be the favorite week one? No, it's the home game in week one with a rookie quarterback on the other side. That's what it is. And especially if you want to subscribe to the whole, you give three points to the home team type of thing when Vegas decides the lines here, it makes sense that the Falcons might be the lead, uh, might be the week one favorite in a, in a division matchup. That makes a lot of sense to me. So, I, I would pick Carolina right now. Of course, we'll see how it all unfolds, see if any injuries, and God forbid, don't want that to happen. But those things do happen in the training camp process and all of that. So we'll see what kind of things we're talking about once we get closer to that game. What is it, four months from now? Yeah. And so September 10th. I, it makes sense. Like I Look, I'd probably pick Carolina. We'll see how much that line moves. But right now, yeah, I totally get why Vegas would favor the home team against a rookie QB. Now, do you feel like in a way that Desmond Ritter is also – a rookie quarterback, I mean, he played four games last season, but that's another intriguing part of this matchup as to why they would be favored because they're coming in with a quarterback that's not looked at as talented as Bryce Young, and he's short on experience too, so he's kind of a rookie in some ways. Yeah, I think you could view him as a rookie. I, I think, you know, 
I think it does matter when you're in week one or excuse me, year one and you're around the football game. So maybe that maybe that isn't the right take to have, because if look, if you don't play, we did this a lot with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid when we were just going to the NBA talking about should Ben Simmons be allowed to win rookie of the year, despite it being his second season in the league. We did this with Blake Griffin, right? Blake Griffin missed the entire first year and then played and won rookie of the year. But Technically, it was his second season in the association, but still eligible because he didn't log a single second. Desmond Ritter, it wasn't like he didn't log a single snap, but I think just being around the game actually helps you. So now you know the routine of an NFL schedule. You know what the travel is like. I don't think you're going to be doing the whole rookie thing where you're paying a lot of money for dinner. And maybe we can get to that in a moment, too, with Cam Newton sharing that $17,000 story. But when you're talking about just all of the things that come with being a rookie, Desmond Ritter isn't going to have to do all of that, right? Like, he's not going to have to do all of that as far as taking the uh, shoulder, taking the pads to training camp and back and, and having to do the whole equipment manager thing. I think that stuff kind of matters as far as being... Just within the life, having one year under your belt, understanding what it takes to be in the NFL now. So, yes, on the field, sure, he doesn't have a lot of experience. But I do think just living the life that is behind closed doors, behind what everything is that you see on the field, I think that does matter. All right, so speaking of rookies, you just alluded to it, so let's talk about it. Cam Newton came out. And he talked about the dinner that he had to pay for. And we know that rookie dinners are kind of a thing in the NFL. The vets like to take the rookies out and make them foot the bill. And so Cam Newton shared his rookie dinner story on his Funky Friday clips on his YouTube Mm -hmm. page. And Cam said, and I quote, when you're getting that type of money, you still are mentally broke. The tab, I think, was upwards of $17,000. He said, I ain't never spent that type of money in my life. But then I started hearing other stories. This was just a random dinner that he had to take the team on. Yes. And so he said he started hearing stories like 50,000, 60,000, and this, that, and the third. Oh, shoot, I got away with murder. And so to compare it, they said he did get away with it. In contrast to that bill, Lane Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles had to pay 20000 at his rookie dinner. And Des Bryant of the Dallas Cowboys had to pay nearly fifty five. K for his rookie dinner. So what do you think about that? And for you as a rookie, let's say you're the number one pick of the draft, you're Bryce Young. Would you have a cap on how much you would pay for the veterans dinner? I, I, I guess it depends on how much money you're making, but I know Jalen Ramsey had that story, right? Wasn't it him who talked about how he had to take all the defensive backs out for dinner? And he said, look, this is what I got. Okay. Like this is where we're going to go. I'm not going to be cheap, but if we get to this point, I forget what the number was that he said, and I think it was Jalen, but he said, as soon as we get past this point, I'm sorry, y'all, like, we just can't do it. I'm (laughs) giving you a lot, okay? You can order all sorts of drinks. You can order all sorts of appetizers, whatever you want to eat, but we can't get past this point, and that's still going to hurt me based off of my rookie contract, and so 17,000, you know, plus... You have to wonder if it's the QB doing that, then they might take advantage more so of the guy that is going to be making more money. Number one overall pick, right? Like you're not even we discussed how much money Will Levis lost by falling all the way to the second round. So maybe you don't do Will Levis like you do a Bryce Young or a Cam Newton, the number one overall pick. Yeah, man, it'd be a lot. I mean, I depending on how much money I the problem is, Wes, we just had Tremaine Stevens talk about this. And when he talked about Ryan Leaf not doing just some of the stuff that is, you know, borderline hazing, whatever you want to define that as, 
Ryan Leaf wouldn't sing during the talent show. And because of that, he got, got, him back. got taped up. <laughs> so I, I'm not trying to get taped up. I'll just go ahead and pay you, I don't know, 17, because as macho as you want to be. Oh, I'm scrapping. All right, look, I'm sorry, okay? Even if you're a big old, you, you got to be just a Larry Allen type monster to take on four other linemen that might want to make you do something. Yeah. Be as macho as you want. That macho is not going to let you win a fight against the 52 men that are elsewhere on the roster, okay? So just go ahead and do it. Financially, it's going to hurt. Like, you're going to have to put up something, right? Like, if you're Jalen Ramsey, maybe you can set the precedent. But in reality, how much real control do you have if you want to try to draw the line? Like, you've got a whole lot of power. That's just how it is with rookies that come in the NFL. Yeah, if I was a top pick, I would probably set my cap at about 25. You're not hitting me with a 55K bill. You're going to get taped straight up. up. They're going, 25, going to get- <laughs> I'm going to go to the waitress, and I'm going to say, once we cross this threshold, yeah. Start asking guys for cards, okay? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I'll just deal with whatever consequences come to me after that. But I'm not taking guys out and spending fifty thousand, sixty thousand. That, no, that, that's the real question, though. It's not what cap you like. It yes, it can. At, at what cap will you have it to where you might endure some physical punishment, where you might endure something else that is more embarrassing? It's like, all right, look, I just can't spend any more than twenty five thousand. Right. And if and if we get there and you still want more. I'm gonna. You can I'm, pay for it, you, or or you can do whatever you want. Because if they really, that's my point, though, right? Like especially with you being a lineman, man, NFL lineman, you're going up against some big dudes. You're gonna have to acquiesce to something. Like you, <laughs> you can go down swinging, yeah, but you're gonna go down. And I don't think there's any fault in that because that's you hear all sorts of beat down. That wasn't my moment stories in the NFL, despite you being a monster yourself. Fiddy, if Walker and I uh, asked you to take us out to dinner, what's your cap for us? <laughs> I did that with Bossy Bulas. I got it paid for it. <laughs> what's our cap? What's our cap, Fiddy? Or would you even have a cap for us? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I trust you guys. I wanted to tell you all, by the way, remember last Friday, I was off the show, but listening I was walking around Target when Tremaine Stevens was telling that story. Oh, yeah. And so I did the thing where I just started busting out laughing in a, in a very quiet uh, environment while he was talking about him being taped up. So that, that was really funny. I was going to ask you or y'all if we could do that in radio, like with like a, with a job in radio where you're like semi, I guess, semi hazing or just making someone earn their stripes, like something for Shroppy to come back in and do on Monday. What would that one task be? Oh, I don't know. We already had him get you the nasty milkshake. <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about like doing like, ra- like like radio. Like I remember, like at, when I worked at a Dairy Queen, we told someone to go get the frozen okra out of, out of the freezer, and then we kind of made sure they'd come out of the freezer for about five minutes. Oh, you shut them in there. Oh, you know, <laughs> you shut you shut somebody make in the a freezer? biased lunch. I would say. Did you just? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, you're admitting that's terrible, Fiddy. I don't, it's not I, really terrible. No, it's not. Five minutes is fine. Um, I don't know. I, that's not anything I'm interested in. Like, I don't know. Oh, see. Hazing I, someone? See, I, I feel like, you know, these young bucks today, they don't know. I mean, Shroppies come right in. Dude, in my day, you didn't get on, you didn't get on the microphone Fitty, as quick as he I, did. I was responsible for your day. <laughs> I was literally your intern manager, and I didn't have you do anything close to that. <laughs> there, was, there was no, hey, go get me coffee even. There was none of that. You lived a great life as an intern. Yeah, Cam said they got some big bleeping steaks. He said, I don't even drink, but that's a big bleeping bottle of wine and champagne. <laughs> and he said, why the hell are they getting all this stuff? He said, and then they sent me that big 
Oh, my goodness. So that closes that out. But we would love to hear, though, from the texters what they would be paying for some Ricky dinners. What would their cap be? TC said, y'all been hazing Willie P for the past three years. I haven't been hazing. By the way. I think you probably have, though, Finney. Seriously? I don't know if y'all heard his top five uh, tailgating food list today. It did not include chicken wings. Oh, man. Hamburgers. <laughs> West is disgusting. Sliders. It didn't include... He had... Hot dogs, brats, and sausage and peppers. Like it's it was basically, it was a big old sausage three, fest. Three pretty much of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it is a sausage. Dude, he was so like I texted in the show and I was <laughs> like, a lot of sausage. and I was like, this might be the worst list of all time. Dude, Shrop came in here when he came into work and told him to his face. Wait, can you can you say it one more time? What he had there? How? What did he have? So he had. He had brats. Yeah, he had brats. Sausage and peppers. Then he had sausage and peppers and then hot dogs. Yeah, that's too much. I mean, Willie. Willie is also kind of like this food snob that we've dubbed him, right? And that's a, well, not snobby, but that's just like no. fi- uh, somebody that seems like he enjoys the fine dining experience. And you got hot that's hot dogs, brats, and sausage and peppers. Right. I mean, my guy just okay. But I have a lot of uh, hot dog buns. All That's I, so much sausage. I know. <laughs> like if I show up at a football tailgate, yeah, and there ain't there ain't chicken wings. I'm. Li- you gotta have chicken wings. That I his, Look, his other one was. You can do Bojangles though. Like you're not gonna have. So that he started off with that, but then his other two. Okay, were, all right. So the Bojangles saves it. His, his other two were well. That that was like an honorable mention. The other two were an Italian sub, oh, and then good chili. Lord. <laughs> I just it's I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad, but if no, you, got, you could do better. If you got Bojangles, I guess, but like at the same time, 60% of your tailgate includes some form of sausage. Yeah. This is like this is like freaking beer fest. <laughs> That's all you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I you could have something else other than hot dogs or sausages. At least you got the Bojangles. That's a lot from Willie P. I'm surprised. <laughs> all right, more tailgate talk and we close this thing down. This is the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ getting you closer and closer to the weekend. Wes, I'm going to the beach again, man. You're a beach bum at this point. You've been beaching it pretty I'm, hard. I'm, I'm the bum right now going to the beach. <laughs> we got So it's the same thing. Remember how I was going to wedding after wedding after wedding? The beach. Now we have, now we have 30-year-old birthday parties now or like birthday trips. The big one. So a couple of people have gone to the beach in back to back months. And so this is what I got to do during the weekend. It's not like it's a bad thing. Just a lot to drive on a Friday, get there, spend one day, come back Sunday. Yeah, that is. But a I mean, it'll, burn still, burn. it'll still be fun. You could take a day and me and Wes could just hold things down. That's all right. I don't want you to do that because this is the thing about you. You would offer this, but then you would smoke me, man. You yeah. would say, why is he taking a day off? Yeah. I don't take a day off. I'm the hardest working person here at the station. Hell, I am the station and this is why that's what fitty would say if i did take one day off uh real quickly before we get to the week that was did you have a phone call you said you wanted to mess with something or is that a phone call we're going to leave off of the air didn't know if you wanted to bring that to the airwaves or not oh no selenia has a great idea 
for me to mess with Willie's with 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 Willie's voice. Okay, gotcha. So you've you've got something cooking behind the scenes. We don't have to exploit that at all. We'll just uh, stay tuned and listen to that maybe a little bit later. Um, maybe next way, week that could happen. We're also not going to let you get off the fact is is thirty year old birthdays is that a thing? Uh, I mean, it's not me doing it. I'm I'm going to these are my girlfriend's friends that are having these birthday trips. Wes, and so do I'm anything? doing the good boyfriend thing. Yeah, man. I mean, every year you live on this earth, you should celebrate. Hell yeah, I celebrate birthdays. And I got great support from the text line, and I appreciate that. When we were talking about, or do, you, or do you celebrate, do you go out for your birthday? People were like, yeah, man, go ahead. Keep living. Yeah, That's all right. Yeah. So I don't know why you're giving me stank face. You could face, be a curmudgeon and just not do anything to appreciate the fact you know what that you, you are be still doing above on your birthday? ground. You need to be working and watching sports. Right. Okay? That's right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Division One sport going on right now. <laughs> I'm going to stay in for a non-conference battle. Yep. That's what Fiddy would be doing. All right, Fiddy, take the floor. Take us on a trip for the week that was. All right. So we haven't done the week that was in about three weeks. I thought about going back into the end of April and bringing some stuff back, but I just went back to last week, kind of keep it semi-current. And we had a great time out at the Wells Fargo Championship last week. And you tried some pickle juice live oh, yeah. on did. the air. I did do that. And the reaction that you got and the judgment that Wes gave your reaction, it was pretty classic. Not a huge pickle juice fan. But this is pickle juice, five-hour energy style. And I'm going to try it right now and see just I how good it is you. from Mount Olive. From Mount Olive. We've got people that are watching us live that don't agree that I should do this. But oh, hang, on. Go. hang on. Can I, can I record you? No, it's okay. You know what? Let's go silent. <laughs> you guys can feel free to talk while I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you okay over there? Don't know if dead air is up. No, that was Ooh, great. face? Mount Olive. <laughs> Get your pickle juicer today. He looks like he's getting tased right wow. now. Wow. <laughs> that was, um, no, it's good. <laughs> that was so. Uh, I, you guys left me hanging out to dry as I was drinking pickle juice, and nobody said a word. I'm sitting there trying to take a whole five-hour energy bottle pickle juice style to the face, and we had dead air where all you could hear is the background of Quail Hollow, and all y'all are just watching me. It's like a train wreck, man. You just captivated. You know, it's like, what's he gonna do? Right. And just nobody right. would say anything. And then and your then, face was yeah, just legendary. I didn't love it. It was strong. I, the thing is. It's not that I hated it. It's not like it tasted so bad. It's just a lot of pickle juice. It was strong. I uh, dated a girl that would drink it out of the jar. Oh, yeah. See, that's kind of gross to me. Yeah. yeah, I know people that do it, but that's gross. It's good for you, supposedly. That well, I remember in football well, for a while when people them. were having the hydration issues. I know on the sidelines, a lot of teams had started doing that. Pickle juice on the sideline. Well, yeah. that's what they were there for, the mm -hmm. pickle juicers over there. I know Smoke, who just walked in the studio, he had a face that looked a lot like mine when he tried it when we were on air. Y'all are weak. <laughs> hey, y'all. How are you, Mama Nam? All right. What's uh, the next highlight we have for the week that was? All right. We go back to earlier this week. You got a big-ass box that was delivered. That's right. And we saved it to open on the air, and then we just had a, well, we had a ball. This is another box. Goodness gracious. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <That> <laughs> All right. It's a bag inside the box now. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, who sent you that? The Riddler? It's a bunch of sports balls. Oh. <laughs> What is this? This is a rugby How ball. clever. Here you All go. that packaging. Boom. Heck yeah. All that packaging. 
All right. that little, oh, it's multiple. Little, we got a little soccer balls. Oh, we got rugby <laughs> balls. Is lit. We got the basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have in here? I'll keep. I'll keep looking. Is this a racquetball? What is this thing? I don't know. Is this a racquetball? I don't know what it is. It has a cowboy hat. All of them. He does. These guys are happy stuffed balls is what they are. He got so excited. You can't handle I knew it so did I. I was looking at you. I knew you wouldn't be able to handle it. And, man, that was a lot of balls for us to handle. It was. Gonna I'm going to go, uh, as I'm looking at them now, George the golf ball and T-Mac the tennis ball. No, you got to have some balls. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yes, both of us. T-Mac and George. So we got T-Mac and George, Federico, Federico, the football and Jelly Bean, the basketball. Jelly Bean, Bryant, the and basketball. And then somebody named the soccer Great. ball. Didn't um, Smoke name the soccer Only the ball? goalie. Only the goalie. By All the right. way, Jessica Charman was texting me this morning. She wants her ball. Well, we uh, we can do that. Yeah, she's... I told her I was going to have Willie ride, take it with him tomorrow as he rides down to the FC. But back. I asked if those snacks were for us, and you said no. They're not, no. They weren't? Okay. Well, we got the trade. As long as she has her side of the trade, then I have no problem bringing the rugby ball. And then she point. just kept texting me snuggly balls. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. It's not even me. Yeah, I know, but uh, you, yeah, you wanted to bring it to the air, though. That's fine. All right. That's enough ball talk for today. We can move on. Let's pass the baton to the Kyle Bailey Show. Coming up next, alongside Smoke Ludwig, you're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.